Well, hello there, my beautiful friend. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy that you can join me today. Today, I'm joined by a very special friend of mine who has actually been in my life for quite the number of years. And something that she has done in the last couple of years has been really inspiring to me, starting an online community presence to help others, to help charities and connect businesses with one another right here in our hometown in Miami-Dade County. You know, the reason why I invited her to the show was to help inspire you. You know, so many times we wonder, what can I do for my community? What, How can I help? You know, especially with so many needs we have. And in reality, it actually comes down to something so simple. And I want to encourage you to just join me today as we have this conversation about how to help. And also for those who, of you who aspire to start a community as well, or a charity or a nonprofit as well, you know, I hope and pray that this inspires you if this speaks to you. And I pray that this speaks to your heart as we learn to reach out and be there for one another. So ladies, enjoy. Welcome to Driven in Her Purpose. This is a show that brings women together, women who are answering God's calling in their lives every day and living in their purpose with confidence. I started this show with the purpose of bringing together a community of women who are dreaming, doing, and making an impact on the world using their talents, their gifts, and their life experience. I strongly believe that having a supportive and spirit-filled community is instrumental to starting and growing any business. I believe that women need to be united and lift each other up and help each other shine. With God as our guide, we can do anything. So are you ready to join us? Then let's do this together. Welcome back to another episode of Driven in Her Purpose. I am Rosie Leonor, your host, and today we have a special guest, Xiomara Napoleon, who is a co-founder of the Miami Community. Miami Community is a hub for local residents, businesses, and nonprofits in Miami-Dade County, which is where we live, focusing on social impact, civic engagement, and business development for small and medium-sized nonprofits. Their mission is to foster change and provide support in this very diverse city by uniting, informing, and inspiring the residents of Miami-Dade County and the community. So without further ado, welcome Xiomara. We're so happy to have you on our show. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. I'm excited. Yes, it's a wonderful I'm, I'm really excited. I know we've been planning this for, we've been trying to do this for a few weeks now and we're finally getting together and I'm so happy and excited. She is a very dear friend of mine that I've known for years. So um, I'm really happy that you're here. Um, so I would like to start by asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us who is Yamada. Tell us a little bit, family life, whatever you want to share. Sure. Well, hello, everyone. I am super excited to be here once again. And um, like what to say, my name is Yamada Napoleon. I am born and raised in Miami. Um, lived in Puerto Rico for about 10 years. That is where I'm from and my family's from. Um, but been here since I've been, since I was 10 years old. So I love it. Love my city. Um, very passionate about our community. So um, that's a little bit, you know, how I um, kind of led me to where I'm doing. But as far as my personal life, I am married to a wonderful man. Been married to him for almost 14 years. We have uh, almost 14 year old son. 
And we have a 11 year old daughter. So our son is 13 and he is in eighth grade and our daughter is 11 and she's in fifth grade. So we are just trying to finish this school year strong and balance all the chaos with their sports and everything like that. So, oh yeah, I, um, I can totally relate to that. My 14 year old in school, basketball as well, sports and mm-hmm. all the things that we try to do for our kids and definitely can relate. Um, definitely during these still difficult times, it, it can be difficult, but um, but a yeah. blessing as well to, to be a mom, right? And have um, awesome kids. Um, all right, so I wanted to ask you, yes, amen, amen. <laughs> I wanted to ask you a little bit about um, the Miami community, but before we get into uh, who they are, tell us a little bit about why you started this or co-started this uh, community and this organization. A little bit of, tell us a little bit about that story. Sure. So it was about 2014, I was volunteering in our church and was trying to help um, the community involvement uh, with the organization that we are associated with. And there were some challenges doing that because the organization we were associated with at that time had some limitations because they're an international nonprofit. But through that, um, I had also prior to that, my daughter was born in 2010. And um, after she was born, I really uh, kind of had the urge. I've always had a heart for nonprofits. I've always had a heart for community. Volunteering was the biggest part. And so after my daughter was born, I decided I really wanted to get more involved. Um, but it really came from just wanting to have a newborn, um, had a two-year-old, mm-hmm. was a stay-at-home mom, and wanted to really do something for myself that made me just have a different identity besides wife and mother and everything like that. So I actually started just a home you know, um, business, just selling jewelry. And through the jewelry, I was connected to an organization here, our biggest, um, the homeless shelter for men, women, and children in Miami called Chapman Partnership, I was asked to give a, one of the necklaces that I was selling at that point as an item for an auction. For some reason, they couldn't pick up the item and I had to take it to the actual location. And when I stepped in there, I, I just could not believe, you know, you really don't think when you donate or you write a check, you don't really get connected to the cost. Um, it, mm. It's not really a, a heart uh, impact is just an impact on your wallet or an impact on, on whatever item you're doing. But once you step into an organization, you really see where your mo- money is going to or what kind of impact an item you're donating really makes. It really just, you know, tugs at the heart. And that's really what it did for me. And so I, I became such a great volunteer that they really offered me a job. I was there so much and I loved volunteering for them and doing fundraising for them for Chapman Partnership here locally in Miami. The job didn't work out. It wasn't my thing, but I felt like my strength was more just volunteering. And through that, I got to really get acquainted with more nonprofits in Miami more um, and understanding really the need that our community had. And in that, people got to also see that. And so people will come, you know, communicate with me or ask me, you know, where can I donate or where can I go volunteer with my children? Because I got my, my children's school involved to volunteer at the homeless shelter as well. And so I, I realized that there wasn't really an easy access of, of an online 
community format um, website that really can give you this kind of information or tell you about different nonprofits if you really want to online and do research and at that point I'm really allowed resources or even resources to let you know what really is happening in our community. Um and so it came about because obviously in my mean and having that community is an easy name, but oddly enough it was available and it says my internet on stable so I apologize for that. Um <laughs> but so I Came, came with the idea of, okay, you know what, let me, what, what can I do with this? What can I, how can I let the local residents and the businesses and nonprofits really kind of connect in some way where the nonprofit, the, the residents are volunteering, what the businesses are donating, where the nonprofits are opening their doors and having more people step in and really introducing the community of what they do and, and their cause. And so that's how it was first with the idea um, of having an online hub. But I knew my strengths are not technology. I'm not as far as like, you know, web design or anything like that. And so while I was working at Chapman, I got acquainted with their marketing manager and asked her to become my partner. It took a few years to do so, but yes, in 2018, we officially launched Miami Community. Um, and so it was with the mission of being the hub for the local residents, businesses, and nonprofits, and, and with the mission of, of, of informing and inspiring the community. And at that point, we weren't really sure if we should go in the route of for-profit or nonprofit or doing both. Um, but in the process of the things that we were doing, we did realize we wanted to be, be a nonprofit, but then other things happen and we can talk more about that. But yeah, that's a little bit of why, how the idea came to be and, and, and why, what made it happen. That's really amazing. Um, I, I think that, you know, I can see that you, it's amazing what networking can do sometimes unintentionally and how we can find mm -hmm. ourselves in a place that we probably wouldn't be if we didn't know maybe such person. Right. And the importance of really networking and really, um, being there and reaching out, you know, you, you found you, this all started because you had a heart to go and help and you and your husband, and then, you know, the, it kind of stemmed from there. So, you know, sometimes we, we don't necessarily plan the things, right. God has this plan for us, I believe. And some, and, and we want to do great things. We mm -hmm. just don't know how sometimes, and then God will just guide you through this path to go in this direction. You're like, Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. God's like making this road for you. And you just wouldn't even have thought that that's the road that is was going to be for you. Right. Mm -hmm. Isn't isn't amazing how God works. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So tell, tell us a little bit more about the Miami community. What what do you do? Uh, how do you help the community? What are ways uh, that uh, give us some examples of things that you have done in the past? And I know with COVID things you know, events may have been, I, I believe, kind of paused for a time. But um, even before mm -hmm. that, or or mm -hmm. at, at this point, what what is it that you guys have been able to accomplish? And um, some things that maybe you can say, mm -hmm. you know, we've, we've done this, we've done that, we've helped in this way and that way, if you can tell us about that. Sure. So with our mission to inform, inspire, and um, Miami Unified, we realized um, bringing the awareness about local social issues was, was very important. And so we decided to 
start hosting um, community awareness events where we can really educate the community about our local social issues. Mm-hmm. And very quickly, we got acquainted with um, human trafficking and, and how huge that is in Miami. Um, at that point, and in, in Miami still is um, the number three, number one, third city comes from second to third in United States, um, leading cases for human for sex trafficking, um, most importantly. And so we rapidly realized that human trafficking is something that was not spoken about, um, still isn't, but it's something that is not, doesn't bring the, the spotlight, it's not enough in it. And unfortunately, there are children, women, men, um, who are being completely, being vulnerable to this. And so that was, the number one thing that we started really um, making sure that we did our part to bring awareness to this. So we had several um, uh, panel discussions with local experts and, you know, the leading um, child advocacy, which is Christie House. We've had organizations like No More Tears and the Women's Fund and and other organizations that are really bringing a Christie House. I'm sorry, I already said that. Um, Glory House and you know, faith-based and non-faith-based organizations and really doing our part to bring the community together and having these discussions and having the community attend and ask questions and wanting to know. We've had survivors speak in our events where they share their story. And so we did that for the majority of 2018, 2019. And we really wanted to take it to other things like gun violence, um, you know, our racial, you know, uh, issues here as well. So while we did that, another way, another thing that we did with, you know, aligned with our mission was bringing awareness to local nonprofits. So tying it in with the social issues, but also the nonprofits that are actually doing something about it and highlighting them and and sharing what they do and and supporting that, encouraging the community to donate, to volunteer, to be involved. and that we did a, a huge marketing campaign with Christie House where we had over 100 people attend virtually and this happened actually during COVID. Um, but p- prior to COVID, really our focus was the community awareness events um, are also bringing awareness to local nonprofits and also um, doing online support for donations and really trying to drive individual donors to those nonprofits. Um, as we, you know, approach COVID, uh, as COVID, you know, um, came and, you know, in in March 2020, obviously that completely shifted the way we were doing it. And so I I shifted the awareness to virtually instead of doing Instagram lives with all these different organizations, adding conversations about COVID, the the, the spike on domestic violence. Um, And so we took those conversations virtually and, but we also realized that the nonprofits that we were supporting, unfortunately, the support for them became very challenging because they were no longer able to open their doors and having volunteers come. And, and you know, I strongly believe as my first, the beginning of why this even came about, when I stepped into Chapman, I realized what the work that they did and they do and the impact that they make. That's what made me want to donate and, and be more involved and volunteer. So I strongly believe that the more feet that you bring into a nonprofit, the more impact that it can make. Um, but 
through COVID, they couldn't do that. They couldn't open their doors. We couldn't encourage volunteer events. We couldn't do all the things because obviously there was restrictions. So we realized that the presence that a lot of small to medium-sized nonprofits had virtually was very limited. They weren't really on social media. They weren't really, their website was not updated. Um, so we started approaching the ones that we already knew and seeing how can we help with my business partner and I's expertise within marketing. We realized, you know what, well, let's shift our focus and try to help them in this aspect, in the marketing communications aspect. And that's kind of how Inform Miami, which is currently our digital marketing and PR agency birth that we pivoted from um, the Miami focus, the Miami community focus, which is still our focus, but just really doing that business development on a for-profit and really helping this nonprofit have a digital presence, really expanding their voice in our community digitally. And we've been doing that, you know, we've launched that through um, 2020, October 2020 has been very successful and we been having a great time really growing that um and so that's kind of where we are now with with Miami community we are we still things that we want to do we couldn't continue to do as far as bringing awareness as far as the civic engagement getting people to volunteer um but we just kind of slowed that down and really focusing on the clients that we have and, and helping them um really grow and, and making sure that they're still around after COVID Wow. Wow. I, I'm just hearing you. Uh, I, I, I didn't even realize the, the impact you guys have been making because it's true. You know, Mar when a nonprofit, especially a nonprofit, like nonprofits need a lot of support from people. It's mm -hmm. not like they have all this money. I, I used to be, I used to work for nonprofits as a social worker. That was my previous career. And I know that it is not easy to, mm -hmm. uh, to be, you know, for nonprofits, it's never easy. And so you guys pivoting in that direction uh, of providing that kind of support with digital marketing, especially nowadays is so, so crucial. And, and so I, I applaud you guys for doing that. And uh, I, I am sure that the nonprofits will forever be impacted and grateful. And uh, I think it's awesome you guys are doing that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and so, uh, well, I have two more questions for you. Uh, and so one of, one of the things I wanted to ask you is, you know, I, I know that some of our listeners, at least some, maybe a lot of our listeners, uh, probably want to or have had on their hearts to one day start a nonprofit, or maybe they're in the works, or it's and maybe they're it's not a nonprofit, maybe it's just an organization, right? Like yours, they're they're just wanting to do something to help. Uh, what would some advice? What would be some advice that you would give this woman uh, who wants to do something similar, where they want to help and do more, and using the uh, have having God use their talents, their gifts, and their heart to help the community? What would you advise and suggest? Well, I, I believe that if we are women of faith, um, it is part of our makeup to really make a difference in one way or another, not just with our husbands or with our children, with our family. I think, um, you know, Proverbs 31, I mean, I, I obviously love, you know, um, reading that and, and, you know, the woman of noble character, but she was a businesswoman and she also makes sure that she supported the poor um, and, and she made a difference in that aspect as well. And so that's what I strive to be. And I, and I think sometimes that can become overwhelming. Like there's, there are so many needs extremely all over the world. 
Um, but I do encourage each and every woman that's listening to look in their community, in their block, in their neighborhood, across their neighborhood, um, in their church, just really see where are the needs and ask God to show them where are the needs and how, how can I meet one need? doesn't have to be many. So you don't have to necessarily do a nonprofit. If that's what God is calling you to do, then amen, do that. But I highly encourage you, before you even think about doing a nonprofit, look to see if anyone is already doing what you're doing. And if maybe you want to support them instead of starting your own. And if you do start your own, really educate yourself as much as possible what that really is. Because honestly, doing a, uh, launching a nonprofit, I, I look back and I think that, you know, it is something I want to do in the future, but I am grateful that we pivoted and in, in doing the digital marketing and doing the PR because that's really where our strength is at. I think as a nonprofit, it, it, it would have been, there's a lot more challenges there, as you mentioned, the resources and the funding is very limited. So really do your research, really know, okay, who are the nonprofits in my community doing what I want to do? Can I support them or can I learn from them? And what can I learn from them, you know, before I launch my own? But before that, I, I highly encourage every woman here just to really see, number one, try to start with, okay, what am I passionate about? If it's dogs, maybe dogs. If it's the elderly, maybe it's the elderly. Go visit an elderly home. Go volunteer. There's a lot of men and women who are in, uh, in the elderly home, nursing homes, that have no family that visits them. Maybe you can start with that. If maybe you like to feed the homeless, okay, you and your family can make some sandwiches and sometimes drive around the safer areas and take those sandwiches. Um, and really, really think about what can I do and consistently, because that's really when you make an impact. It's not about just tapping yourself over the shoulder, great job with your your good deed of the day. No, really see what, when you make an impact is when you, continue to show up consistently so whatever that is whatever cost there's plenty of costs here when people ask me oh is there volunteer opportunities the first thing I ask them yes there's plenty you're passionate about what are the causes that you're passionate about what are the causes that you what are the causes that you're passionate about what are the causes that you would like to make an impact in and then start there we all can make a difference it, it being a, a small as one thing or as big as, as another um, is can still make an impact. And I think as women of faith, it is our calling. It is our calling to do so. Amen. Absolutely. Thank you for that advice. Absolutely. 100%. You know, I do believe that you have to start really in, in your neighborhood the people that, you know, you know, just meet the needs there. God, it's like you, you met a need Oh, you meant multiple needs, but then from there, God guided you and then he kept guiding you and then he kept, you know, pivoting you and, and you just don't know, but you just have to start where just start right in front of you. I do, I do believe that 100%. And thank you for that advice. And it's, it's really awesome. I, I really, um, you know, when I, when I saw you, uh, and I've heard about you doing so much, uh, for your, your, your organization doing, uh, for women, for example, like with human trafficking and that's in domestic violence. So take human trafficking. Uh, I will say that that is, that is a, something that I, I personally was just like 
like with the statistics, when I found out through a project that my students did a few years ago, uh, I can say probably like five, six years ago or so, they did this whole research thing on human trafficking, the middle schoolers, and they were trying to see, um, mm-hmm. you know, try to make an impact in some way, see if their district, the district could do something to help inform more. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so they, yeah, they did that. And, and it was really cool just to see all how hard they worked to research this and all the information they found and how youth is targeted big time, how youth targets youth, how, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just crazy. Like I could just... The research, yeah. the binder was this thick of yeah. information. And, mm-hmm. and and then the saddest yeah. part is that the very city that we live in was still at that time in the top three. Just unfortunately, it's still in the top three. And yeah. uh, that was really, really, yeah. really, yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, so just to see what you guys are are doing and have you how you've been able to help and bring awareness so much awareness is needed because you don't even know if like a neighbor could be trafficking like it's crazy mm-hmm. it, is, yeah. it is insane so if that's just one example you know the one example of so many needs we have in our community but you you take mm-hmm. these one by one and you bring awareness to them and you have more information out and people are not only aware so they could not only to contribute and help in, in some way towards mm-hmm. that need but also so they could be careful, not just with themselves, but their kids and educate yeah. others as well, because without yeah, that information, it. you're like oblivious and naive. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. the educate, the educating part is so important. So I appreciate yeah. your organization does that and provide that education um, and, you know, has, has done that. Um, and of course, you know, now um, the, the amazing things you're doing with the marketing, because the marketing, again, like I said, the marketing will, um, help them be known and i think that's so imp- people mm-hmm. don't understand like you have to have marketing um not just in business mm-hmm. and everything but it, when it comes to yeah. needs, you know just what you guys are doing are amazing so i applaud you guys mm-hmm. for that and i thank you so much for doing that for our community um so my uh, one of my last questions is this um how can people connect with you and um support uh your either how can they connect with you and provide any kind of support maybe through the community is there something that people can do to provide support or provide or maybe even uh businesses or whatnot what what would you want to say to our listeners to help um your you guys cause to help others cause <laughs> if that makes mm-hmm. sense <laughs> what would you like no, to no. say of course no well we are in the process of dating on website but they can definitely go to www.miamicommunity.org um and you will find a little bit of what we've done um, we are, like I said, in the process of, of updating all of that. Um, we've been a little busy at www.informmiami.com. That is our digital marketing and PR agency website. And there you have more current information about what we've done and that's kind of what we pivoted to. Um, but you can find us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, on Facebook, you can find us at Your Miami Community. And on Instagram, which is where we're mostly active at, um, is at Miami Community. Um, and you will also see us there linked that it is powered by our digital marketing. Like I mentioned, it's Inform Miami. All yeah, right. if what I encourage is, you know, if you want to get involved, if you are from Miami and you want to get involved in the community, please reach out to us. We'd love to connect, to you, connect with you and, and see where. Um, again, passion and what causes are important to you and help you um, kind of connect, you know, 
connect the dots for you to really make that impact. I thank you. Awesome. And I'll be, I'll be sure to put it in the show notes as well so they can know how to connect with you. And my last question is this, uh, what is your favorite scripture or maybe a couple of favorite scriptures or some of your favorite scriptures? Yeah. I'll share two. Um, I have plenty as you can imagine, but yeah. um, one of the really well, my favorite scripture that it's my husband's and I, and, and really it's the heart of what we do, what we do. It's in Psalm 82, verse three and four. And it says, defend the weak and the fatherless, uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed, rescue the weak and the needy, deliver them from the hand of the wicked. And really for me, that that's doing the work that I'm doing with as an advocate against sex trafficking and everything that we do with the local nonprofits, really trying to do what the scripture says, you know, defending the weak and the fatherless, upholding the cause of the poor and the oppressed. We are not perfect, even as we try to rescue the weak and the needy or, you know, deliver them from the wicked, the hand of the wicked. But, you know, one thing, the other scripture that encourages me um, is in Psalm 46, the second part of verse five, that it says, God is the first part, actually. God is within her. She would not fall. God would help her at break of day. So Psalm 46, verse 5, reminds me that although the, the, the work that he calls us to do can be challenging, um, life period can be challenging, he is with me. He is within me, you know. And so Psalm 46, verse 5, you know, saying that God is within her. She would not fall. It gives me the security to know that, you know what, God will be with me through all of it. There's, there's no falling here um, with him, you know. And so, so this is my two favorite scriptures that I apply personally. Um, even when parenting gets hard and marriage is hard and keep reminding myself, just, you know, keep God in the cornerstone and, and everything else to work on. And even when the work that I do gets challenging, um, remembering those things, those two scriptures really encourage me throughout the way. Amen. And thanks for sharing them. Well, thank you so much, Yamada, for joining us today. I'm, I'm so happy we were finally able to do this. And, you know, I was, um, I know we've been uh, earlier, we were having some technical difficulties and Yamada had to jump into her hotspot. So, <laughs> so uh, it, it hasn't been perfect, but that's okay because we, the show must go on and, and we wanted to make this happen. And so I'm super grateful for you being here today. And despite every, every challenge that came in the way, you showing up and just really um, sharing with us all the things that you did. And I want to encourage everyone uh, who is listening, all the women who are listening to go ahead and, you know, uh, visit the websites. And, uh, and also not just that, but please do be involved in your, com in your community, wherever you live, mm -hmm. uh, whether you wherever you're listening from, I know that we get people all over at this point, all over the world are listening to the podcast. So wherever you are, just get, get involved in your community. You never know. Mm -hmm. You just don't, there's so many needs, but just start with one. Don't get overwhelmed because I know I can get overwhelmed. Just start yeah. with one, one at a time. You know, you can always mm -hmm. make an impact one person at a time, right? So thank, thank you so much, Jamana, for being with us. And uh, ladies, uh, I will see thank you. In you. The I, thank you. <laughs> and <laughs> I will see you in the next one. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> hey, sister, real quick. If you received any encouragement from this podcast, the best way you can thank me is by going over to Apple Podcasts and leaving me a review. 
the more reviews that are on the podcast, the more women that can be reached so that they can also be encouraged and inspired as they dream and do for the glory of God, just like you. May God bless you and guide you as you pursue and grow your God-given dreams.